This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster and William Martin. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends. Show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico, and I have not been abducted by aliens. Uh, that's what the aliens would want him to say. This is Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. I agree with Pat. And this is episode 324. Try to guess what I am now. What I am now is not abducted by aliens. Damn it. <laughs> sure, pod person. Yeah, that's what... This is, this is a podcast. A pod person works in multiple ways. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so I'm back. Um, not joking. The reason I was gone the last two weeks, I think I talked about this earlier, was I was buying a new house. So I closed on August 16th, and I've been moving since. Let me tell you, my legs and back are sore. So I am glad to have a day off where I'm not working right now. That's for sure. And I definitely feel like I did better work than the Red Bulls did, <laughs> which is saying something. Uh, so two games to talk about this week. First, Red Bulls uh, away to DC United midweek actually won two to one. Uh, I don't think any of us predicted wins. No, you said losses, right? You'd yeah, be correct. Yeah. And you have, you have to tell me about the next one because I'm not sure. Honestly, I didn't write down anything from that one. Um, so in the DC game. Uh, Aaron Tarek picked up a double yellow card uh, before we talk with next game. Truman, do you have the tweets up for the DC game? Sure. Uh, here we go. Sorry, my, my eyes drive me crazy, but I'll read them anyway. Uh, Casey Jones at Grateful Shred 23 says, Crucial three points. Curious of the damage assessment and who will be healthy for the Smurfs on Saturday. Hoping this builds some momentum. It didn't. And we can make a solid push to the playoffs. Uh, CNY Metro star at CNY underscore Metro 96. Big six pointer. Need NYC on Saturday? Nope. Got to create breathing room in the East. Hmm. Uh, you're going to really detect a good pattern in a couple of these tweets, obviously. Uh, <laughs> our friend Scott Six at Scott Six said, four points from this week was what we needed. Anything from Yankee Stadium is icing now. How about nothing? <laughs> Adam Lena, Adam from Earth, uh, posted a great Krusty the Clown gift. That's all you need to know about that. Uh, Mark Reitermeyer at M. Wrighty said, I think Truman needs to attend more away games. Start the fun now. Agreed. Uh, I am undefeated uh, in D.C. I think the only time I saw them lose in D.C. was when we beat them in the playoffs anyway. We got that Peggy Lillian Dula had that away goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we ended up winning that series. I believe out of the 
four times. I think it's I've been I think I've been down there four times. Um, I think that's that's the only time I've seen them lose, and it, it wasn't a loss. So yeah, keep sending me down to DC. Uh, I'll talk about that after we're done talking about the game. And uh, Steven Santos at Creepy Taxi said, "Hey, we won. I will take it. Truman's road trips. Fuck yeah. Hey Rooney, nice elbow, you asshole." Hmm. So, did we ever get an official explanation for the double yellow? Like, obviously, the first one for Tarek was the foul, but do we ever figure out what the second one was? Uh, did it have to be from something he said? Because that was, if that I was mean, just something like play, that was weak, weak, weak call. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I assumed it. I was listening only in Spanish telecast, so uh, there was nothing that I could say. Uh, I didn't see it live because, as I told you guys, I was literally putting furniture together that night, so <laughs> I didn't see what happened. All I saw was after the halftime break, they said uh, it may have been due to um, him yelling at a referee. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? All right. Uh, the Red Bulls followed up the two one. Wait, are we? Do we gonna do likes and dislikes on each one, or do a combined? Well, I have a lot to talk about about this one since I was there, so I don't know. What do you want to do? I mean, do you want to backtrack? Do. I feel like we could uh, like dislike each game, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Pat, we'll start with you. What do you dislike about the DC game? Uh, that Brian White went down. Um, you know, because we we've clearly seen that uh, the last since he came on or since he went out, the offensive production at striker has kind of uh, fallen off. So, I mean, that's something that we can certainly talk about in the next game as well. Um, you know, he's been unspectacular but steady, and uh, you know has truly been crucial for us this season. So that was uh, disappointing. I'll just bring back up Tarek getting sent off because it really changed the entire flow of that game. Um, they could have been up and man the whole time. Instead, they weren't even up and man for a half. And it gave DC all the momentum they needed going into that second half. And boy, oh boy, did they have it for quite some time. Actually, I mean, they really had it for almost the entire second half, honestly. Yeah, that second, that second goal was, one, against the run of play, and two, borderline not being a penalty kick. So, um, my dislike... Since I don't want to talk about what you guys have already talked about, I'm going to go with the Unimas streaming stuff because, one, fuck Unimas. Two, the game is scheduled to start at 8, and I understand TV doesn't actually start the game at 8, but there's no reason the Twitter stream can't be online at 8. It shouldn't be starting literally seconds after the game starts. Just, just a little bit of a pet peeve. If you're going to offer the stream for free, at least have it going when you say the game is supposed to start. Bastards. Oh, rat bastards. Hey, I was struggling for a good like five minutes trying to find that stream, so. Alright, likes. Uh Truman, you you're gonna go first for this. What did you like about the DC win? Alright, aside from me being there and watching them win, uh, which I again I'll get I'll get to my experiences after this. But how about Luis Robles in that game? Ooh. I mean, he was an animal. He was an absolute animal. Uh he bailed their asses off several times in that game looked fantastic i mean he looked like the keeper he's supposed to be and not the keeper we saw later on in the week uh yeah in that game he he was absolutely phenomenal 
Uh, my like is going to be a personal like. I'm just going to go with uh, that was the first game I got to test out my new projector. Got to watch the game outside while I blasted that thing on the wall. It worked out great. Uh, it was fantastic. Also, I'd like to go back to my dislike real quick because I figured I misremembered something. I was correct. Brian White got injured uh, at home uh, the previous game. So my dislike now is that I'm an idiot. My <laughs> <laughs> um, like, uh, let's, let's go with the early goal because the Red Bulls were actually trying at that point in the game. <laughs> the like that we actually tried at some point in this game is <laughs> is sad, and uh, I'll get to the why later. But yeah, that's gonna be my like is the fact that we actually tried for part of this game. All right, so after the DC game, uh, Red Bulls traveled to uh, New York City FC, uh, where they had a very very good chance to stay within striking distance of the top three, but they completely blew it. Two uh, one loss. And it's not the fact that they lost 2-1. It's the way that they lost because they were up a goal and then gave up two. And looked completely out of the game after the first goal anyway. Uh, so, likes and dislikes. Truman, you go first for this one. What did you dislike about this match? I disliked that we already got the pod track uh, off course and I was going to talk about DC again. But I guess we'll talk about that after this. It's afterthoughts. Yeah, afterthoughts. <laughs> uh, dislike. I don't know. What's the like? Uh, I thought the game-winning goal sucked. Uh, I thought Robles could have done a hundred times better. The man giveth, the man taketh away, uh, and he definitely giveth to NYC FC uh, on the game-winning goal. Uh, really sucked. Although I'll say this, <laughs> NYC FC could have also scored about five more times uh, if it wasn't about um, some tweets that Jay also forgot that we have to talk about. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So why don't we go over our likes, dislikes about the game, and then I'll read some. We'll read these tweets too. All right. Um, my dislike is it kind of ties into my wrong dislike from the previous. Is that uh, strike reply? Um, you know, both BWP and Tom Barlow missed sitters uh, that they should have buried. That they would have made this a three-two match. Uh, not pretty, but still a win. Uh, hell, even convert one of them. At least walk away with a point. Um, you know, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny. I think I was talking with a friend before, and I was like, well. If, BWK can change his game into being a goal poacher. Maybe he can put some uh, a few years on that uh, that career. Uh, and uh, while well, his golden opportunity was there, and he blew it. Um, you know, hopefully, if White is out for extended time, one of these two can get on track. But uh, it, it's not looking good. Uh, my dislike is going to be the defense and the fact that it took. The goal frame to make three saves, actually three or four saves. I can't remember the exact number, but what the hell is going on that the goal frame is should be legitimately the man of the match for not the first time this season? Because the team jokingly made the goal frame man of the match at least once other time this season. Mm-hmm. And I could argue that it is the man of the match this time because it would have been worse if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, as soon as it hits the frame, it bounces off away, like completely out of the penalty area every time. Uh, the, I, I don't know what's going on the defense. Um, on the was it the second goal? Was the one where Robles kind of got nutmegged? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm also going to put that one on Tim Parker because he's the one just standing there, not putting pressure on the guy's back. You know, the guy who had to take an awkward angle anyway. 
Wait, was that the first goal? That was the first goal I'm thinking of. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because the second goal was the penalty kick, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait. So I had reversed. The first one was the penalty kick. The second yeah. one was nothing. Yeah, so I, I'm also going to put Parker on that one because all, if all he does is, like, get behind the guy and just apply a little pressure, that doesn't happen. But, no, the defense can't fucking pressure anybody anymore, apparently. Apparently, high pressure means no pressure. Yeah. Um, so likes for the NYC game. Uh, I'll, I'll go first, and I'll let you guys go first for everything else. Um, after the first goal, I could hear the South Ward traveling fans much more than anybody else in the stadium, and that was the only highlight of the game for me. My highlight was I was watching it on my phone, uh, sitting about three or four feet away from Brett the Hitman Hart. Can't go wrong with that. Um, I guess my highlight would have to be that, you know, it's uh, the, uh, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's throw a little shout out to Alex Moyle. He hasn't been playing uh, much lately like he used to be, and he did get on the board. He did his job. Um, so you, you can't hate that. It was actually, a, it was a pretty goal too, so. Uh, hats off to Alex Moyle. Um, you know, it, it's it's nice when a uh, homegrown guy, uh, especially a much maligned home, homegrown guy, uh, can put his mark on a game. And that was a good team play, too, that goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they played really well for, what, 15 minutes? Yeah. Well, whenever that goal was scored, yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, Truman, you got the tweets for the uh, New York City game? Yes, I do. Um, here we go. Casey Jones again, you know, you know, his Twitter handle. I'm not going to say it again. Uh, love this team, but this has been one of the most frustrating seasons to watch. I've tried not to jump on the Armas out bandwagon, but I'm certainly circling the camp. I understand we're the farm team, but why can't we build support for success like Salzburg and Leipzig? Can I jump on this real quick? Cause I think he makes a great point. Listen, if we're going to send our, our kids out, can't we get, a few more, I don't know, com- soccer middle-aged players in um, that actually have talent and name to them, not just like scrubs from Southampton. Yes. You know, exactly. give us a fucking bone. I mean, you don't have to give us Thierry Henry, but when you watch all these other teams playing well uh, with the stars that they're bringing in, you can't give us one of them. And Josh Shames, to be fair, played decently when he came on but i mean his own like his own interview it wasn't he say something like i guess i'm here for just seven games or whatever i mean it's like oh yeah that's a rigging endorsement right and i, I was going to talk about this in the uh dumping grab but i might as well burn it up because it's relevant to the tweet so jesse marsh took over at um salzburg this year right mm-hmm. they they were the champs of austria last year they they are not the, the first priority in RB Global, yet they won a title. And Jesse Marsh is off to a five-win, zero-loss, zero-draw start. He's the first coach in Austrian history to do that in top flight. He has a plus-19 goal difference through five games. It's very clear that you can be a successful organization and still be a, quote, farm team. Yeah, yeah. I love all the people who last year added me with the whole, like, oh, no, Jesse Marsh is a shit coach. Armis is better. Fuck off. 
No, this this yeah. season this season has proved <laughs> that Marsh that Marsh is the reason that we did so well in the last five years. Finally, Ralph Ball. Ah! Uh, all right, so let's get back to tweets, right? Yep. Tonino M at Tonino M <laughs> just posted a picture of our best defender, Red Bulls jersey with the name Woodwork on the back. Amen. Like we just <laughs> talked about it. Uh, Justin Frick at J Frick twenty. One should have been worse, like we said. Framework. Uh, two Barlow is no good. Uh, Young, I'm going to give the kid a pass for now. Uh, well, he should have. Three. He should have had that shot though. Sure. And uh, number three, I hate that stadium. Ooh, it doesn't. Fucking worst. Uh, Adam Lane, Adam from Earth said, time wasting is the number one issue facing this team today. Armas is really out ahead of this issue. Come on, Emma, let's do something. I fucking hate it when other teams do it. I hate it when we did it. I hate it when we did it in D.C. because we time wasted our faces off in that game. And then that's what NYCFC did in this game. It, I mean, it happens yeah. in every game. Yeah, it's not unique, but it is. It is. Whenever anybody falls on the ground, it's yeah, it's ugh. All right. Uh, so afterthoughts, German. I know Wait, you have to, oh, oh, one, 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 one more tweet. One more okay. tweet. Uh, at Steven Santos, we need this. We need a coach to stop coming up with excuses and actually do his job. And actually, coach the game when it's going. When it's going, especially second halves. Yeah. In other words, I believe what he's saying is that Armas cannot fucking coach the second half when the team is uh, not playing well. I think the more accurate description is he can't coach a lead. I'll get to that in a minute. So after thoughts, Truman, I know you had something more about DC. I kind of just steered you away from it. So can we? Can can I give? Well, does this Pat have game opinions? Because I just want to give you my stadium review, so that okay. can if we want to actually compile on these two games. Yes, I have a a very big opinion. I want to say Armas needs to fucking go. <laughs> All right, I was not always about the, I was always not always about Armisal, but this trend over the last I was it five six games, this very clear trend, and I think it existed before, it just wasn't as obvious. Armis, like I said, does not know how to coach from a lead. We go a goal up against DC and we we pull off the gas. We go up a goal against New York City, we pull off the gas. We went up. Or do we even go up in the game before? I honestly, I can't remember who the fuck we played before DC at this point. Games have just been blurring together. Revs <laughs> at home. We went up. We went up a goal on the Revs and we pulled back and look what happened. We're fucking home. Why are we letting the other team dictate play? Why are we letting the other team dictate play? Period. Isn't the whole point of our quote system to be high pressure all the time? I understand that. You know, this year is a little bit different than the last few years because the schedule's compressed and all that stuff. But what's the point of the quote system if you're not going to play the system 100 percent of the time? It's very clear this team does well when they apply pressure high up the field. New York City did not know what to do until that first goal was scored, and then the Red Bulls backed off. We let them have possession, and that's when they burned us. Armis doesn't know how to fucking coach. He doesn't know how to fucking adjust at halftime. He doesn't know how to do apparently anything except for putting out a, a makeshift starting 11 every week. And we can't even have a consistent starting 11 because who knows who's going to fall out of uh, favor with him one day to the next. We bring it, and th- this next part is not just on Armis, it's an organizational thing. And why the fuck are we bring in Josh Sims? N- no offense to him personally, but why are we bringing him in for a 
10 game loan and then he only was able to play for six because of goddamn paperwork issues. What the fuck is going on with this team? Seriously. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I think we're an afterthought. I, I've been saying that all season. I think we're an afterthought. I, I mean, they, they, the fact that we've never filled that third designated player spot, I don't know. I don't believe Sims is a designated player. Oh, come on. Jesus Christ, if he was. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, uh, we, you know, we, we haven't filled that spot, despite the fact that we've had clear holes all season. It's it just we're an afterthought. And they're closing off seats because, I mean, that, that it, you know, we're not going to fill them. Because, again, everybody knows we're an afterthought. They're not going to improve this roster to a competitive level, to a, or I should say to a championship level. But yes, Armas absolutely also deserves some a large portion of the blame. Um, I kind of feel like he's, I mean, in some games, much like NYCFC, he can coach for 15 minutes. And then, yes, as Jay said, takes to put up the gas. But it seems like he can only coach for at best 45. He's always outplayed for at least one half almost every single game, win, loss, draw, no matter what it is. Um, why he takes the foot, why he thinks it's prudent to take the foot off the gas after 15 minutes boggles the mind, especially when, you know, it's not like it was a long um, travel to New York City FC. Um, you know, you just drive across a bridge. Uh, so it, it really is extraordinarily disappointing to see the job that he's doing. Um, that being said, uh, the way this team is run by Rebel Global, are they really going to bring anybody in better? I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're, at best, we can hope for is that they find another uh, a coach like Marsh who uh, left Montreal because of differences of opinion as opposed to ability. But I, I just, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to follow this team right now. See, here's, here's where I put a lot more on Armist than the organization because we returned 10 of 11 starters from last year. When we, after, um, what the hell was his name? Uh, Curtis. When after Curtis left, Dennis Hamlet took over his job. So Marsh had to endure the same lack of personnel that Armis is, is dealing with. Yet Marsh is able to handle it better. Flat out, Marsh was a better coach than Armis was, or is, I should say. Hell, I mean, he's proven it. In Austria right now, he stepped into a championship side and had him start five games with no, not even giving up a draw. Marsh is a better coach. Armis doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I really, I really believe that. I don't think Armis is a head coach. I, I think, yet. I think his issues is with uh, lineup decisions that just kind of boggles the mind, especially with the back four. Uh, we never know what the fuck's going on there. But I mean, if you want to compound on the issues is that, Bradley Phillips start the season hurt, came back. He's he's 100 not the same player he was even last year. Uh, so that's either still injury or just age, which obviously is going to happen. Uh, I think they were really dependent on Florio, uh, Florian Velo coming back and being a great winger, and we lost him what first game of the season. Yeah. So I, I think they were counting on him to be a big part of this team. Gone. Um, now you're depending on two young kids as your striker as the most important position on the field. Um, thankfully one of them is playing pretty damn well and Brian white, you know, so, so that's not a total failure, but it's just, listen, they, they, 
you lost Tyler Adams. Obviously, that was a massive blow to this team. It's just we're, it, this is just a mediocre season. I mean, we won the fucking Supporter Shield last year and had the best record in MLS history. And of course, we just do what we always do, and that's blowing in the playoffs. Um, doesn't matter who the coach is. Then it's just it's just a mediocre season. And guys, we we all predicted they were going to lose both of these games. So the fact that they actually win in DC and won. I, I mean, that's that's good. And, yeah, they lost to NYCFC, who everyone hates, but NYCFC is a really fucking good team. And we're just not. We're just not right now. And, and look, we we beat them on our field. So it's, it's just a season we're going to sit through. It's just going to be a mediocre season. Uh, guaranteed, if they do not get a home game, they're getting knocked out in the first round. So just brace yourself for that. Uh, only way only way they they win a game in the playoffs is if they somehow get to host the game that's it which is still possible and the way the eastern conference is and even a home game with this team is not a guarantee that we'll we'll make it past the first round but i only said that's the best chance they have a funny best chance yes guarantee like you're not locking up a victory there i think the better chance the only chance is if like every other team ahead of them is plane crashes at some point Mm -hmm. and uh they all play b teams uh, I, I don't give them any passes for those issues. I, I don't. Um, you know, Bradley Ray Phillips started to show his age last year. They, they brought in a kid who was clearly not ready at the beginning of the season, despite they said, oh, no, no, this is a now signing. This is a now signing. I think Jorgensen finally made the bench this past game uh, after months of in exile. Uh, Tyler Adams, losing Tyler Adams. I mean, come on, that, that, that was clear. That you know there was going to be a big hole there, and they really—I mean—they they brought the Rizza, but the Rizza is what he is. He's he's a middle of the pack player, and and again, it all comes back down to they have not filled that third designated player spot. We have had a hole at right wing. Yes, I understand Florian Below had a good stretch run of games last year, but after playing less than half the season, to rely on him to be your guy, I, I just think that's foolish planning. On their part, again, maybe it's not Hamlet's fault. Maybe because maybe I because I, I don't believe he's getting the support from Red Bull Global at all. I, I think a lot of these problems were avoidable, and they just decided not to avoid them. Here, here's the funny thing: they don't need Red Bull Global support. If you use the MLS the MLS payroll mechanisms, you can get a designated player level uh, talent without paying that salary. That's what the whole uh, TAM thing was about. And how much money does does Red Bull have sitting on it? You know how much are they sitting on in terms of Tam? We we don't know the exact hole, but it's got to be at least half a million at this point, right? I mean, between stuff we got for Dax McCarty and other players, there's no reason to think we can't get a DP level talent and then pay his salary down to the point where Red Bull's actual obligation is zero. And and this is and this is my bigger point with Armas in general. Lineup aside and injuries on the last side. You can't tell me that we can come out and for 15, 20 minute stretches look like one of the best teams in the league and that a mediocre season's okay. We can't. You you go down two against LAFC, and regardless of however those goals are scored, to come back in the same half and equalize before halftime, to go to Atlanta, get hit in the face towards the end of the game, and still end up getting a point on the road. To go into New York City's home, which has been – they had not lost a game at home, and to hit them in the mouth in the first 15 minutes and then do nothing. But at some point, 
you it has to be clear that Armis is the reason. All right, players too, but Armis is a big reason. And uh, it's very clear that the team as a whole is pulling off as soon as they get a lead. That's not a player decision. That is a tactical decision made by the head coach. Well, I don't, I don't think we're going to argue that point. I think that's the one thing we are all in agreement on, that Armis is, <laughs> yeah. is an issue. Yeah, and again, I'm not making excuses for this team, but there's, you know, it's just Red Bull's making a lot of bad decisions, a lot of a lot of bad decisions or no decisions. Mm-hmm. How? Let me ask you this. Did you guys watch L.A. versus L.A.? I did not. L- I have not had a chance. L-B-B-B-C-O, you know, whatever they call it. L. Traffico. Uh, yeah. It's very frustrating to watch a game like that and seeing – one team with Ibra and the other team with Carlos uh, Vela and like s- stars scoring. Uh, Ibra had a brace um, early, like 12 minutes into that game. What a gr- First of all, it was a fucking fantastic game to watch, but it's really frustrating to watch that game and watching these two stars play against each other. And you sit there like, aren't, didn't we used to have Thierry Henry? Didn't we once sign Tim Cahill? I know, I know Tim Cahill didn't work out the way they totally thought it was, but Robert like Marquez. we fucking <laughs> want Pablo on hell. Like, yeah, we brought guys in. Give us one guy. Like Pat said, I think one guy can make a huge difference on this team, and I think we know that Bradley's time is about up here. Mm-hmm. It really is, and we love him. We're not hating him. Yeah, but I mean. <sighs> These past two games, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no one on this team who can uh, put the team on their shoulders and make a difference uh, and really turn the game around like like the Carlosville, like a Ibrahimovic, uh, like a Joseph Martinez down in uh, Atlanta. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's a new guard in this in this league. And unfortunately, Rebels or Rebel Global does not appear interested in competing with them. And that's very disappointing. Because I, I think there, there's an appetite for soccer in this area. I mean, if just a few years ago when we played an exciting brand, we were getting 20,000 of fans in a game. But I think once people came privy to the fact that they were just not going to bring in that player, now they're not showing up. Well, they better show up this weekend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, if just even for the early afternoon. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Listen, I'm telling you guys right now, I'm locking in the win. I'm locking it in. I mean, it is four's a day. Right. <laughs> All right. So, Truman, I know we took us a long way away, but you had the DC Stadium stuff. Unless Pat's got something else. No, I'm good. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, Audi Field uh, and how much it mostly sucks because uh, it sucks. <laughs> so let me tell you why it sucks. First of all. There's nowhere to eat around that stadium nearby. Um, I know that whole area is undergoing redevelopment, so that's probably why. But at least even when Red Bull Arena first opened, you could hang out in, on Market Street and eat food. Or you can go into Harris, you know, further up Harrison and, and eat food. Uh, the only thing even near it are a bunch of, like, fancy restaurants. Yeah. Which I was not eating at, so I had to wait till the effing freaking stadium opened. Uh, point number two, before they let us in... It started to rain, so you kind of hung underneath like a little uh, roofed area. But then there was still rain coming through. The way the stadium designed, there's still rain coming through where you are. It's it's stupid. And then when you go in 
the first basic concourse area looks like I don't know the it looks shitty. It, it clearly looks like it was is quickly thrown together. It's exactly how it looks. So they just threw this place together as fast as possible. Um, walking up to our section, I thought I was climbing Mount Everest. It was exhausting. My legs were burning. I'm not the only one. Those steps are so steep. Those seats are really steep, which pushes you closer to the field, um, which is really nice. It gives you really nice views up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. My legs were on fire until I realized at the end of the game, you could walk down like five steps and there was another concourse. And then you could probably take an elevator down or whatever. But when you're walking from field level, because the first row of seats are right on field level, which I, I kind of like. Um, and you just walk up, it's exhausting. But I will say uh, their employees are super awesome and friendly and funny. Um, I can't tell you the story that I had with the two women that worked at the pupusa stand, but they were super hilarious. Um, so you should probably go get the pupusas wire there. Pupusas? I don't know. There's something. Sure. Good. Uh, they're really good. Uh, so those were awesome. Uh, so overall, if I'm going to rate this stadium... I'm going to give it like a five and it gets a, it gets a five because uh, the view is nice. The pupusas are good. Um, and the way you get your free real fills is, is super easy. Um, aside from that, I don't know. I don't know. You saw what all these other stadiums did and that's what you built. Oh, oh. And did we mention their fans, their supporters throwing bottles of water and whatever onto the field before the penalty kick? Cause they yeah. did that. Yeah. We could sure record that. And they did it after they were warned they still did it because they're a-holes and they suck. Yeah. I'll have a Stad Saputo review in October for everybody. So <laughs> that's my big trip this year. The Stad. My, my big trip is nowhere, at least for soccer stadiums. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else for afterthoughts? No, we've done enough. Okay. Uh, playoff picture right now, Red Bull sit currently fourth in the East with 41 points. They are seven points back of Atlanta, who's in first place, and uh, I think it's five back of New York City, who's in third. Uh, sort of more importantly, they're seven points ahead of Montreal, who is, right now sits in eighth, and they would be the first team out of the playoffs. And by my, uh, cal- or my calculations, uh, it would take, at this point, uh, 53 points total to secure a playoff spot. Uh, playoff spot. God so. damn, this playoff system is ridiculous. It is. 14 yeah. points separate the eighth-place team and the uh, first-place team. Good grief. Well, only in the East. The West is completely different because LAFC is just destroying everybody. Yeah, that's true. But I think the bigger argument is why the fuck do we have seven teams in the per conference? Money. Yeah. All right, uh, playoff or sorry, prediction contest. Um, so before you guys the games, each got a point, you guys each got a point this this week. Did you not? So it should be sixteen nine and nine. Am I right? Yeah, I predicted a draw against NYCFC. You guys both predicted losses. Okay, and so then, then everyone predicted a loss on Wednesday. Okay, yeah. So then right now I'm in first with sixteen. Pat and Trimner tied with nine. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so let's preview the match this week. Red Bulls are hosting on Forza Lucha night. They're hosting, uh, the Colorado Rapids. That game is, uh, August 31st at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'll broadcast on MSG 
which, by the way, we didn't talk about this. ESPN had the MSG guys on the broadcast this week. Yeah. Yep. Not sure why exactly, but I was glad. Who cares? Chef and Kanji, baby. Yeah. Honestly, they were better than whatever ESPN would have put out there anyway. Hey. And you know Kanji was happy to finally call that damn game. Of course. Of course. Uh, uh, Colorado is coming to this game with a record of 7-14-6. on the road. A minus 11 goal difference. Currently 11th in the West. They are not having a good season at all. Hopefully they don't bring any plague-infested prairie dogs. <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, the last five in MLS, uh, two wins, a loss, a draw, and a win. Uh, so we'll start with me since I am in first uh, for predictions. I am, of course, going to predict a win because four is a lucha night. I have to. Um, sorry, Truman. I know you're, like, cursing me out for that for the predictions, but I got to go with the win. Uh, I think... I think usually we have a multi-goal win on Forza Lucha Day, so I'm going to go with a 3 nothing win. Um, I don't... Realistically, I can't see it happening, even against Colorado, but I have to hope that the Red Bulls are at least better than somebody for a full game. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go with a 3 nothing win. So, Truman, what's your prediction? You said 3 nothing. I have... Because now I, we, I have to start being spot on with every single prediction if I have a fucking chance to catch up um i'm gonna say 3-1 3-1 just honestly just to be different it's listen again the red bulls have only drawn once on forza lucha day they've won every other single game so they are uh 5-0-1 right is that how we do things around here i never fucking know five wins one draw out of six games uh (laughs) Listen, if you lose to Colorado, then you fire Chris Armas right that night. We'll apologize and we'll put him through a flaming table <laughs> if that happens. So what was the exact scoreline again? I say 3-1. Um, I feel like this is a game that they're going to lose just based on how they're playing at home r- lately and because they just they can't – What you know, like the win against D.C. was surprising and, you know – you feel you have a good feeling about Colorado like a win. However, it is Forza Lucha Day, so I can't go against the grain. I'm going to go two-one win, um, and uh, hopefully the the stank isn't in the stadium uh, for this game. Oh no, not the stank! Yeah, we can talk about the stank in a little bit, but because uh, there's some news on that. Yeah, stank news. Mm-hmm. We got stank news, everybody. All right, so. Uh, moving on, New York Rebels 2. Uh, since the last episode, there's been two matches. First was a 2-1 win over Nashville FC. And the second was a 5-1 win over the uh, Swope Park Rangers. That brings them to a 16-5-5 record, 53 points, plus 33 goal difference. <coughs> Good for first in the East, second in the league. I think they're like four points behind Phoenix Rise or something like that. Uh, next match is uh, they actually have a look have a break this weekend. So next match is going to be Wednesday, September fourth, seven p.m. against Indy Eleven. Uh, Sky Blue FC has had a good run of luck recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, after their uh, game at Red Bull Arena, they went to Houston and won two one on the road. Uh, and I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that might be the first road win this year too. 
Um, so that makes their record 4, 4, and 11, 16 points, minus 10 goal difference. Eighth in the league. Uh, unfortunately for NWSL, it's only the top four that make the playoffs, so most likely they're not making it this year. But Progress. Still, it, it is. Over last year, this is definitely progress. Um, their next match is at home on Saturday, September 7th, 3 p.m. versus the North Carolina Courage. Uh, if I'm right, I think it's because the uh, U.S. women's team actually have international matches or friendlies coming up, I believe, this weekend, or at least part of this weekend. Not sure. I I just know Carly Lloyd was didn't want to try out for one of the, one of the NFL teams because of uh, the, the friendlies. So let's see what their schedule is. Don't the Jets need a place kicker? Most likely. Sign her up. Seriously. Uh, so U.S. U.S. women's team plays tomorrow night. That's Thursday, 7 p.m. against Portugal. Not bad. And uh, for anybody that didn't know what I'm talking about, Carly Lloyd was at a Eagles practice and nailed a 55-yarder straight down the middle. So definitely could Sign be a kicker. Up. Say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. I mean, we need good kickers in the NFL. All right. Uh, time for the dumping ground. So the first thing I had on here was Jesse Marsh. I'm going to skip that. You already talked about it. Um, so Red, we'll do Red Bulls first. So, uh, Pat, you want to bring up the, the stank of Red Bull Arena? Stank. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, uh, it looks like the NJA Supreme Court has gotten involved uh, with the stank. Um let me get the article real quick because the Red Bulls actually issued a statement of their own. They're they're getting involved in the whole uh, process because it's it's not just uh, you know it's not just Red Bull Arena. It's Carney, it's Harrison, uh, and they're they're saying it's very well could be unhealthy uh, the amount of stank that's coming out of there. Um, I don't know if the article is here. It is, um, but. Let me scroll down. I apologize. Um, this is good radio. Yeah, you know it. Uh, good <laughs> thing it's not actually radio. Uh, so the the landfill has been ordered to be shut by the state Supreme Court and the NJSEA, which operates it. Uh, it has been apparently installing a court-ordered band-aid gas collection system. However, people say while that system has is being installed, it's possible that it will be worse. Uh, but that the collection system should be up and running by mid-September. Uh, but they have acknowledged that the stank has been particularly bad in this August. Um, they say that the hydrogen sulfide readings that are healthy are 30 parts per billion. But on two consecutive dates in August, the readings were higher than 1,000 parts per billion. Uh, so there is certainly an issue coming out of this place. Uh, hopefully it gets resolved soon. Hopefully this system they uh put in works uh because yeah that last home game it was brutal pu you just don't stick on saturday no snag so somehow there's well no, never mind i was going to compare the next thing to this and that doesn't really make sense uh move let's just move on uh so out of england the big news this week is that uh Bury FC, which was in uh, League One of England, has been uh, expelled from the Football League due to financial issues. Uh, the team was purchased, I believe, in like 
January or something like that for like $1, and the EFL never took the time to vet the new owners. Uh, apparently, the guy that took over was known for running a bunch of show companies into the ground, so that tells you how that was going to end <laughs> up. Uh, so, Burry is gone. They doesn't mean they are gone completely. It just means that they are no longer allowed to play this year. A new owner could come in, buy the team, and resurrect them. Most likely, that mo- they would start basically at the bottom of the English pyramid. Um, Bolton Wanderers were like 13 days away from the same exact fate, but uh, today, as we're at the, today, we record this on uh, Wednesday, the 28th. Football Ventures Limited uh, came in and bought Bolton Wanderers, so they will get to avoid that. Uh, Bolton, though, had been docked points earlier this season and had been playing mainly youth players for any games that did happen. They currently sit at minus 11 points. Yep, minus 11 points in uh, League One. So relegation is most likely going to happen, but it doesn't mean they're completely gone, so at least there's that. Yay! Yeah, it's, it definitely sucks for all the fans in Bury. Um, and, you know, thank, you know, at least it's good for the fans in, uh, in uh, over in Bolton. Which has been good to some U.S. national team players. So let's not forget what Steve Holden uh, played over there while they were in the Premier League. And uh, Tim Ream as well, when he first made his move was to Bolton. Yep. All right. Anything else for dumping ground? You mean... Besides my story about the boogeyman, the boogeyman. That's right. We got so uh, Truman. You uh, drove around the worm eating wrestler, the boogeyman, the other day. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes. All right. So apologize to anyone who doesn't like wrestling, but this is a story that absolutely has to be told on this show because I've already promised I'd tell it on other podcasts, so I have to tell it on this one. Um, oh, where to begin with this crazy, crazy story? First. Uh, if you don't follow wrestling, please go on Google and look up the Boogeyman so you can see what he looks like, okay? That's the first thing you got to know. Um, I know Pat followed this. as People need to know this. I was, I was uh, messaging Pat and Jay this entire time because it was an amazing experience. Uh, we were driving to a show in Connecticut. One of the guys who runs the show asked if we could p- pick up the Boogeyman from his hotel. We said sure because uh, my wife has picked up many wrestlers she always helps out with these companies and drives people to shows so we drive to this hotel in worcester massachusetts and she said i swear to god if he is in full gimmick i'm going to freak out (laughs) well lo and behold here he comes after eating a meal as the boogeyman (laughs) full makeup black trench coat thing pants uh wrestling boots um it was the boogeyman, contacts, everything. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Uh, we proceeded to pick him up, and as we drove to the show, he told us how terrible his hotel was. Um, that's why he ended up at this one. Uh, we stopped at a rest area so we can run out and use the bathroom. He proceeds to then get lost when he walked out of the rest area, so I had to find him because he was kind of wandering around in the parking lot calling us, trying to figure out where he was, which was amazing. <laughs> The highlight of the trip was we pull over to a McDonald's because he had to use the bathroom again. Um, so we're like, okay. So we pull over to a McDonald's, and he runs in real quick. And as he comes back out, he's about to call us, and I look over, and he's getting in the wrong car. 
<laughs> so we were in a uh, Nissan Rogue, black Nissan Rogue. He's getting in the back of it. It was like a black Ford or Toyota SUV. Um, we see him getting in and then closing the door fast, you know, shutting the door, running over and getting in our car. He's like, I just got in the wrong car. Uh, because his, he wears the contacts, so he can't see like perfectly clear out of these crazy contacts that he wears. He told us that he thought he was getting in the car. He opened the back door, said, all right, I'm ready to go. And the driver turned around and said, what the fuck? To which he quickly closed the door, saw where we were, and ran over to our car and got in. It was amazing. I've never laughed so hard in my life. Uh, we laughed for about a good 20 minutes for the rest of that drive, which was about like another half hour or so we just laughed about it but i will say this uh the boogeyman treated uh my wife and i very well uh was very nice to us um called me brother truman uh he loved angela he just had nothing but compliments he sent us a nice text in the morning just thanking us for everything uh so my personal experience with the boogeyman was the most amazing thing ever uh You'll hear other backstage stories, uh, other crazy stuff, but I, I just got to tell you guys, you've never driven in a vehicle until you've driven with the boogeyman in your back seat. And when you, <laughs> when you turn your head to talk to him, okay, it's the boogeyman behind you. It's not some guy. It's the boogeyman. So you're looking face-to-face -face with him, the boogeyman. As you're just talking about, we were talking about the Beastie Boys and the movie Straight Outta Compton and just random stuff. And it was the Boogeyman. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. I, I drove Beefcake the other like the other week. It was not as uh, eventful as that by any stretch. No. What is? What is? Uh, speaking of Beefcake, Pat, it's funny you say that because we've talked about it. A hundred times, but Saturday is Forza Lucha Day. Yes, it is. And I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go on forever telling you about all the matches. Um, the only thing I'm gonna tell you that is, we will be the the Forza Lucha Cup will be uh, defended. Uh, there will be new challengers to it. Uh, I will tell you that we're going to have a pre-show match at 1:30, uh, featuring two stars from UWA Elite. Uh, that's gonna happen at 1:30. Doors are at one o'clock. Um, the main card is going to have, I think, eight matches on it. Uh, it's going to be an amazing show. All your favorites are going to be there. We're going to have some new guys. Fala Ba from Impact Wrestling is going to be there. Oh, he's good. Yeah, there's going to be lots of awesome people. Uh, Two Roads Brewery is sponsoring us again. And, and, Breezes is our official empanada sponsor of Forza Lucha. And they are bringing the empanadas. Oh, baby. So you better get there early because those things are going to go fast. There's two things that are going to go super fast, and that's the empanadas, and that's the new Forza Lucha shirt, uh, which is so badass. It's a uh, great shirt. Always in short supply. If you want one, uh, go to Forza Lucha's Twitter page. I know we have pictures of it. Um, we have the order. If you go to the profile page, we have a link to buy tickets or the ticket and shirt combo, ticket, shirt, and then ticket to the game combo, lots of stuff. Um, I want to see everyone there. Come out. It, all the money goes to charity. It goes to the AIDS Resource Foundation for Children of Newark. Um, that's who we work with every year. It's a charity show. We're going to have raffle items. Listen, if you don't even like wrestling, it's a fun time. It's super fun. It's just a good time to get together. You can get some empanadas. You can drink some beer. Uh, you can hang out with your friends. Bring your kids. Very family-friendly. 
uh, I promise you, you will have a uh, awesome time, and we'll be done with plenty of time, plenty of time. If you want to go tailgate for a little while, time to get to the game. It's within walking distance. If you want to just walk to the game, plenty of time between the show and kickoff for the Red Bulls. So I really, really hope I see everyone there. If you want to hear us a bit more in depth about the show, check out the Sports Frenzy podcast, which we did. Uh, me, myself, Truman, and Eric Corvis did last night um, with Anthony Giefra, who is uh, a regular listener to this show yep. and, and a uh, Red Bull season ticket holder. Um, so we, we drop a lot of stuff uh, on that show, as well as talk about a whole number of other things. Uh, so definitely check that out. I would recommend Jay listening to that show because I tell you that was a fun. We had a fun conversation. Oh, yeah. I, have plan, I have plan on it. Yeah, it was actually uh, that was really really enjoyable. Eric Corvus is, is great. He's great. He's a, he's like he was the perfect person to have on. Absolutely. So I I will say one thing. <clears throat> I, I wish I could be there, but I can't. Um, if you hate DC, there's a perfect match for you on this card. Because the Forza Lucha Cup Tag Champions, Darius Carter, mm-hmm. and, uh, Juan Coronado. Juan Francisco their, de Coronado. Sorry, sorry. I didn't get his full name. Uh, will be defending their titles. And let me tell you, everybody at Forza Lucha hates DC. Yeah. True. So if you if you are a DC hater, this is the match to go. That's the match you want to go see. All right. Uh, No sound effects this week uh, because still haven't got all my stuff set up. But good news is we're not using Anchor anymore. We found out we could do something much easier for free. So (laughs) uh, hopefully next week after I get my office set up uh, in the new house, we will have the sound effects back. But for now, it is time for Pat's betting corner. There we go. Yeah, if you followed me with me last week, I believe you won money, which there you go. All right, let's do it. Um, This week is actually a very favorable week. Uh, The only thing is the winnings aren't very big, but a lot of favorites, a lot of favorites at home. Uh, But if I'm going to pick three teams this week, I am going to go with the New York Rebels on Forza Lucha Day, despite my heavy dose of skepticism. Uh, But they really should be beating Colorado Rapids at home. Uh, other kind of two, hopefully sure things we shall see are FC Dallas at home against FC Cincinnati and the San Jose Quakes versus Orlando City Quakes at home. Um, I put a little more into it than I usually do this week. I, I feel that good. All three are heavy favorites, and to increase the payout, you got to pay a little more. So those are my three teams this week for the betting corner. I think he just called them the Orlando City Quakes. I'm really fucking nervous because I don't know what team that is, but I would be terrified. The Quakes, the San Jose Quakes. <laughs> and, and is it a, is is does it scare you when you say you're a short thing is San Jose winning? Like, how often do you, can you say that within the past five six years? Yeah, you know what? They're having a decent season, and uh, Orlando, well, they're just garbage once again. All right, uh, so that brings us to the last segment of the show. Truman's terrible team of the week. Well, I want to beat up on the Houston Dynamo because they lost uh, to Dallas 5-1, but that was in Dallas. So let's just hand it off to that expansion team, Cincinnati, because they lost at home to Columbus. Uh, they lost 3-1 at home. The the way they really lost was apparently scoring a goal at the end of the game and then getting into some kind of fracas in the goal net. 
players getting shoved around in the netting. Like, what a terrible display that was. You're, you're down uh, 3-1. You're going to fight over the ball to restart the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they look like idiots in there. So, really, that's why they get terrible team of the week. They looked absolutely ridiculous. Can, can we give it to Columbus for being part of that as well? Yeah. Well, sure. But, I mean, Cincinnati, they're the real losers in the game. So. True. They, they were the one losing the game. But we'll give it a, an honorary true and terrible team of the week. How about that? To Columbus sure. for being part of that little, quote, fight. Sure. You get and, your J, you get your grubby Jason hands out of Truman segment. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't I don't have a segment. Okay, I gotta get it where I can. Just do everything else. Um, I will give them credit for their rivalry being called Hell Is Real. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Because there's a sign in between Columbus and Cincinnati that says Hell Is Real, so it's like this natural thing. Um, there's a cool video that they did about the rivalry, which is which is great, which shows that sign. So I will credit them that. Like it's, a, I love the name because it's a legit thing. The league didn't make it up, you know, which they love to do. Uh, this was completely created between just people from Ohio. Well, didn't it start because of the Open Cup? Like they played yeah. in the Open Cup, so that's how they they started the rival or they started the Hell is Real part. Right, but it's it's from that sign yeah, on that means- between cities. Uh, I was gonna say. There's a hellless real Ohio, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Um, I don't know. I love it. I think that's I. If it's cool, it's a cool name. Yeah. It's not L something. It's not a Darby. It's it's just called Hell is Real. <laughs> and I mean, if you've ever been to Ohio, you know Hell is Real. It's not like the Ohio the Ohio Civil War, which you know something like that. What is what MLS would have called it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Of course. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can e- email us redbullrant at gmail.com on Twitter. I'm oh, sorry, you can call us 973-348-5329, facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooch for myself, at PMAC, DA2 for Pat, at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Um, I know you guys mentioned it, but what was the sh- one more time? What was the show that you guys were on yesterday? The Sports Frenzy Podcast. Yep, give them a listen, especially since we have friend of the show Anthony. Uh, I'm not going to say his friend. last name because I'm not going to mess it up. Uh, since friend of the show is on it, give it a listen. <clears throat> All right, last words before we get out of here. Uh, I have not had nightly dreams about Forza Lucha getting fucked up, so I don't know if that's a good or a bad sign. Uh, either way, come to the show, and then the Red Bulls, you know your fucking job. you got one goddamn job to do, and that's to win. Yeah, that's right. Forza Lucha, kick ass, and Red Bulls win. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 324 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. I'm a zit. Get it? Lights.